0: hey what's up guys welcome to Tech unstuck podcast your home for african tech conversation this week we're hanging out with geek culture ceo michael gobeni geek culture is a movement an incredible tech platform that has been connecting young people to career opportunities and community for over seven years I, Yenzi, was unfortunately unable to join in during the recording of this particular episode, but listening to this just really re-inspired me. And I'm going to tell you that this was a good one. We spoke to Misho about his career as an entrepreneur, the challenges that geek culture has faced, and the serious matter, developing tech talent in SA and beyond. Please do rate, share the episode, and catch up with us on social media at Pod. Basically, what we usually do here, we start the setup with a little bit of a this or that game. So I'm just going to give you two options and you are going to give me what you prefer. No explanations. Um, I might judge you, I might not. So <laughs> yeah, do we get into it? Yeah, let's jump into it. Okay, cool. So books or video games? Books. Never code a day in your life again or only write code forever?
1: Never code in my life again.
0: Spaces or clubhouse?
1: Ah, spaces.
0: Build a student legacy for yourself only or half a thousand people. Build theirs but never build yours.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Sure, um... Help a thousand people build a legacy for themselves.
0: Okay, how noble. Twitter, or Instagram, Twitter, Twitter. <laughs> okay, cool. So for our listeners, we've got Misho Mubaby. I hope I'm pronouncing your name and surname correctly. And he's going yes, to be um, Yes, and talking to us about just himself, about geek culture, about his thoughts around Cape talent in South Africa. So we would just like to get to know you a bit, Michal. Who are you? What do you do? What are you about?
1: All right. Um. So that's always a very difficult question to answer. Um, um, so it's yes. so weird that so we've got must Um. A um, struggle talking about but yeah essentially i am michael uh, i love food uh, that's why i'm so fresh i love technology i've been been consuming technology in in, in different forms for a of years now you know it's i love the tech space i love i love what's happening in tech space um i love business i'm a big 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 fan of, of entrepreneurs because i think they they play a major role in helping drive things creating uh opportunities but they see things that others sometimes don't see um yeah. i love soccer so if you're a, Pirate fan. Uh, I think this conversation can end as soon as possible. Um, because I'm a major case Chiefs fan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: so I'm a, major, uh, I'm a
1: major. Yeah, I'm a major case Chiefs fan. Um, even though they're letting us hey. down lately. And then uh, Manchester United, Barcelona played cricket in primary school. Uh, but stopped. Um, after the first practice, after the ball, uh, hit someone's head. I was like, Nah, I'm not cut out for that. Played a, a bit of rugby as well. Uh, yeah. yeah. My first day of playing rugby was not a. The most pleasant one um played soccer as well at school um so yeah i enjoy i've been enjoying soccer for a very very long time i, I love adventure so by adventure i mean exploring new things going to new places i'm not a big fan of being in one place and uh, that's why the lockdown has slightly been very difficult for me uh because it means i don't really get to move around freely so i love traveling i love exploring new places i love doing new things um i don't like my week to be predictable sometimes i, I love the chaos that comes with a uh, Uh, with the week you know it gets my my heart pumping a bit yeah that's just a bit about about me
0: quite in depth for a person who never really knows how to answer the question answer perfect i just want to ask like this is for me okay for our listeners too but this is for me you're always like in the database always judging in hackathons i've seen you quite a bit and i never really hear you talk about code or writing code or you know so (laughs) are you that person who do you write code no i don't oh
1: okay uh it's interesting that the people we're talking to are mostly devs um so i don't write code i made a decision in university that uh, i'm not gonna go that route i'm gonna go the route of the business side so in in tertiary i studied um engineering uh for the first six months then i dropped out and then i went to do business informatics because it combined the two things that I really enjoy, which is business and and technology. So I'm more from uh, informatics, uh, background, So more the project management, more the
0: the, oh. the business
1: side of things, business development, um, than the code. Um, and the other thing is, I noticed that um, there is obviously a lot of people jumping into the coding space, which is great. I love yeah. that. But I also believe that there's more to tech than coding. My strong point is definitely not in that on that side. It's on building communities. It's on Build putting people together. It's on the business front or things. So that's why I went that route.
0: Because things I've always wondered. I think it was a man name, who asked this question yeah. in, in, in a space where she asked like what information is there for someone who wants to like get in the tech space but not really get into code so get into things like be a product personally I don't think there's a whole lot of information around getting into those spaces um, in the tech sector so I don't know like where does a person start if they want to get into the tech space but not necessarily the coding space
1: I think I think it's just because with the, the whole you know coding has made like the, the poster child of the tech world you know uh, so yes. when people Think of tech, they think coding, they think hacking. Uh, you know, uh, where else there's more to it? As as, as you mentioned, uh, the information is there. <laughs> there's actually quite a lot of information. For example, uh, being in the BA space, uh, I don't do B- business analysis anymore. Uh-huh. But for anyone who wants to venture into that, there's a website that I, I I used to enjoy in tertiary. It's called BA Times, ba times.com It's a great site for for business analysts. So what I've done over the years is so sort of like um, take my mind from where I'm interested in or where yeah. I'm people are going and look at other channels so there's a lot of things happening in the BA space there's a lot of things happening even in the networking space you know there's this whole bunch of there's a whole different world that that's out there it's just a pity that the information is not there and you know it's sometimes uh, people in those fields are made to feel like um, you know they are not so important uh, where else there's, there's a lot of great work that they're doing and companies are actually looking for uh, that talent so yeah, there's just a matter of, of finding out. And I think as a tech community, we just need to do a little bit better and not just, uh, you know, talk about coding only, which is great. Uh, but there's more to coding. Uh, there's more to tech than just coding. I love
0: that. There's more to tech than just coding. I want you to tell me about one thing that you found interesting on social media. We love social media in this house. So... Yeah. What's the one thing you found interesting on social media in the past week? Be it intake, be it anything like be it intake or otherwise. Um,
1: the one thing is, it's um, I think I I shared it a, a day or two. Um, it's this guy who I bumped into his stuff on LinkedIn. Um, yeah uh what i found interesting about him is it's, it's nothing new it's nothing um really amazing but it's the fact that it's something i believe quite a lot he's he posted that he, he spent some uh few weeks and you know trying to get his portfolio up and running um he eventually get that and he's really excited about the journey uh so i found it pretty cool because. Uh, it's one of the things that one is trying to drive a lot there let's just get yeah. our, our our portfolios ready up and going you know but i also saw uh something um that the guys were just having a conversation around um it was a conversation about something that was they, they bumped into that was on uh, product hunt uh and then they were like no i wish i actually had put out my project out um, yeah. and this was by Oustu. Uh so he there was something that uh product hunt a product on product hunt and he actually wished that he had put out his project which he did the same thing a oh, few years back so that, that that caught my attention as well the reason for that is simply because of um, you know it shows that South africans have the capability uh, it shows yeah. that South africans uh, you know and the last one um definitely zake Uh for me uh, that has been Another big hit on social media. Hey, um, yes, I love the song. Uh, yeah, so I really love the song. It's a really nice jam. But I love the the conversations around the song. You know, people speaking all different kinds of comments. So yeah, those two things definitely stand out for me. Thank
0: you, thank you. Interesting you should speak um, about the first guy because I, I, I really wanted to basically get into that and just commend you guys for just stepping up and really helping where you can. So when I saw that tweet and I was reading the comments, it was just amazing to me how People were really just willing to step up. Like everyone was just okay, I can help with this, I'm down to help with this. And that was really, really amazing. And I think that's one of the first that's one of the things that I really, really like about the South African tech space. I remember when I started learning code and I started like being more active on Twitter and interacting with people in the tech space. And I cannot like, tell you how much it was a seamless transition for me into tech as someone who was um, previously working on on another thing before. So it was very seamless because I think Everyone was just willing to come together and be like, "Hey, what do you need? I can help with this." You know, I, I knew that there was like a, a ton of people that I could DM and say, "Hey, how do I do this? How do I get into this?" And that's one of the things that is very amazing about the South African tech space. And yeah, big ups, guys, for just being willing to help. No, I
1: I I, I love the fact that uh, people are willing to share knowledge. There's still obviously a lot of um, holding back, and um, there's so yeah. much uh, more we can do. But it's always great to get such stories of people who are not necessarily in the tech space, you know, work hard. Guys, but I see you guys post of time. Days of, of where other chat spaces, people are fighting each other and whatnot, you know, whereas in the tech space, and people are just having different vibes. So, um, yeah, yeah I definitely love that.
0: I want to ask you this, I wanted to ask you this like, later on in the conversation, but since you here, yeah, you personally, <laughs> as Michelle, what would you like to see happen in the South African tech space that is not happening right now?
1: What would I love to see? So, for me, um, a couple of things. One, um, I believe there's still room for a lot of collaboration. I, I think sometimes we work in in pockets, but I think the good thing about it is people are actually starting. So I commend everybody who starts, but I think sometimes yeah. we work in silos um, and we work in you know different pockets. Where else if we can collaborate on different things, um, I think there's a lot we can achieve, you know. Um, but sometimes we also just need to remember that <laughs> uh, tech is not only the tech conversations or tech people are not only on Twitter. A whole bunch of other platforms, um, and it's just a matter of how do you distribute the information and the content. There. So number one is being uh, collaboration. I think if we can do that, there's a lot we can achieve. It's getting there. I'm loving what's happening now. Um, But obviously, there's still a lot of room Um, and also just to not neglect uh, other places like the village, uh, Facebook. So Mm -hmm. if we can just share more content there, you know, that would be great. And I think the tech space needs early stage funding. And I'm not talking about uh, I'm looking for a million rand, I'm looking for 500k, but simply 20k. I'm looking for 50k. Uh, you know, yeah. just to get my project from idea phase to the next phase, you know, something like that. I think if we can have more of that, or that will be great because that's what makes a lot of the projects not come to life. And that's what makes a lot of the things not, not go to the next level because the costs are high. Uh, sometimes oh. the costs are high. And another okay. thing that the, that the last one is I'd love us to adopt the culture of the entertainment space. Um, so if in the entertainment space, I mean, kids are always looking up to your Casper, and your vest, they're always looking up to all these different models. They have, they have role models that they can you know, pick and say, I want to be like this one. And what that does is it helps drive their, 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 their interest, you know, it helps drive their energy in terms of they can walk a long distance, they can find ways of moving from point A to point B to go to the studio to produce yeah. a track because their role model is doing something like that. You know, they aspire to be like that person. But in the tech space, I don't think we really have South African role models. Uh, most of our role models are in suits. So you find that the mentality is always trying to think that I need to be in the, uh, suit corporate space, which is, which is fine. But I think we just need more role models. Like, you know, um, in the States, I've got, you, know, you can name a lot, you know, the Google guys, Mark um, Zuckerberg, Elon Musk, you know, uh, those type yeah. of things make, make kids want to say, oh, actually, I want to be like them. Uh, it, it, it just drives them, it just aspires them to be like that. And, um, I definitely want to see more. More techies in South Africa becoming rich, like proper, proper rich. It's, 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 it's high time.
0: It's, it, it really is high time. I, I want to get into um, gig culture right now, the work you do with yeah. gig culture. And uh, basically, I just want to give the like, listeners a bit of a, a background into gig culture. How did GitCulture sure. start? What is it
1: about? Yeah, GitCulture started um, a few years back, 2013, to be precise. I, I had an opportunity with Microsoft as a Microsoft student partner, then saw a gap in, in, in the industry, in, in the space. So basically the sort of like disconnect between industry and in the universities where university students are focused a lot on university work but don't know much about what's going on in the industry where else industry is looking for talent uh, but they'll always uh, find a shortage or don't know where to go find the talent. You know, that, that, that inspired to create a, a Facebook group, uh, which is still existing that's it's called innovators.it. Um, yeah. And this Facebook group was, ne- was mainly for TUT students just to share information at that time. Uh, Microsoft content only but it started spreading out to you know, other institutions um, the content started growing and, and it was not just about Microsoft you know people were showing jobs and opportunities and um, just took the opportunity to just start um, GeekCart so let's just build a community and then in 2013 the the, the idea was then registered um, that's where my partner Diane came in and you know, we just started start building GeekCart as as that platform to, to connect young people to the world of technology.
0: At the inception of the idea did you have to do a lot of convincing? Like- people and the partners that you have now to invest in gay culture and how did that go? Was it very talented?
1: I don't think we had to do a lot of convincing. Um, I believe K culture has been been lucky uh, simply because the people behind are very passionate about community building, they're passionate about um, empowering others. So I say it was not so difficult to, to convince people because before that, you know, it was all about attending tech events and uh, yeah. prior to that, it was attending tech events, making, building networks, um, but introducing people in in different organisations, uh, different decision makers. Uh, so by networking uh, you know that's where it really started uh, networking giving been given access to tech events you know keep getting exposed to tech 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 communities out there as well and things that are happening in the tech space so it made a lot of that easier um and the goal was always focus on the community so you find that when you talk to microsoft it's not about me sure is interested in this it's about um hi microsoft you know we've got the couple of guys at Tt for example right uh, who'd want to come and check out what you guys are doing uh, and who would also want to tap into the opportunities that you offer uh, and it just became easier because one your network was already built um, and yeah. secondly because um you fa- you are talking to them about something that they either have been thinking of or something that they're planning on doing or something that they're currently doing so you kind of like speaking to them so it hasn't been that difficult and um you can't just focus from the onset was let's build a community first um yeah. let's not worry about We want people to come and help us uh let's not worry about we don't have resources uh let's not worry about we don't have transport money and all those type of things let's build the community first let's get information share it with the right people let's get young people to be exposed to other things Um, and then once you have the community built the industry starts paying attention and then they're like okay um i think we want to be part of this and then that's when they start approaching you so we've been very fortunate that we took that approach of let's build the community first. Uh, and then through that, we started getting the attention of different industry players. We're like, okay, how yeah. can I contribute? How can I be part of this thing that's going on? That at that time, they had no idea what it was.
0: How hard was it building community? Yep. I, mean, I see you guys. That <laughs> I see that you guys are really trying to penetrate almost every corner of South Africa. And most probably beyond, maybe. Like, how hard was it building communities and then making sure that these communities are not just centered around the big cities like um, Johannesburg and Victoria only, but they go to, like, um, the Northern Cape or um, Hazard Inn, wherever you guys want to take them. How hard was that? So,
1: um, I think if I said it was very hard, I'd be really lying. (laughs)
0: Yeah.
1: It It was hard sustaining it. Um, it was oh. hard sustaining it. It's been it's been a challenge sustaining what we're doing, sustaining ourselves, especially at the beginning. But in terms of the people, I think that's where we're very fortunate because people will say, guys, I want to be part of this, you know? Um, guys, when are you coming to KZN? Uh, where is Culture coming to Limpopo? Where is Culture coming here, you know? So getting that exposure was not so difficult. It was actually going there and doing stuff, you know, because of um, lack of resources. So we had to find ways of how do we penetrate that? How do we actually do that? Without physically being there, how do you build communities without physically being there? I mean, in the early days, we, we got attention from guys in Kenya, guys in uh, communities in Mozambique, uh, Zim as well, and you know, it was just a matter of how do we make all these things happen, and and that was definitely the the probably the challenging part in terms of physically being yeah. there, uh, but in terms of letting people know, I think that was not so difficult, uh, because would would establish ourselves in universities, uh, would establish ourselves and in, 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 in where the events are, would make sure that. When you go to a particular event, geek culture hijacks your event via social yeah. media. So I use the word hijack because, um, you know, we'd go to an event and we tweet about whatever's going on, you know, or Facebook about it and just shares much information. And what it did is it caught the attention of the ideal organizers, but it also caught the attention of, of the general community because they're like, okay, what's this? What's happening? I think yeah. I also want to be part of that. Yeah. But sustaining it has definitely been a challenge. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's, there's been, there's been lots of, um, lots of crazy days and um, lots of things that people don't see obviously in the front um, but we, we've definitely been pushing quite a lot um, we've managed to cover the the whole country in terms of presence in all nine provinces uh, we've yeah. done some neighboring countries uh, um, but we still believe that even in all those nine provinces there's still a lot of tech enthusiasts who do not know about geek culture Um, who do not know about the tech community and uh, it still remains an, an opportunity for us.
0: I think for me, one of the things that was a challenge for me when I was getting in the tech space was that I was so far away from the big cities. Like I live in Newcastle and KZN, very small town in KZN. And mm. I I found it a challenge to be able to be here and be present when these things happening in the tech space because they don't usually happen where I am, you know. So I really love that, that um, access that geek culture has brought into the tech space in South <laughs> Africa, even for people that are outside big cities and I think COVID has really um, accelerated Definitely. I don't want to I don't want to seem like I'm glad for, for that COVID happened <laughs> but I just want to say that for someone like me who doesn't live in the city, who doesn't live in like a big city like Johannesburg, it has really yeah. um, accelerated access for me because of things going mostly online and that means that I can access it whereas before it would be a thing of um, an event is happening and it's in Johannesburg, like how the hell am I gonna get it, you know, so I think I love really the, the access aspect that you incorporate into um, the work that you do at Gay Culture, and I was I was really also impressed with the FET uh, campaign drive that you had going on earlier this year, where you were trying to get um, FET, stud- FET college students like involved um, in the tech space and them not feeling left out, because I felt like basically university students are they were more I don't know targeted by these campaigns um, in the tech space when it comes to like developing um, talent. Um, so yeah. I really i really love the fact that access it seems to be the main thing um that is valued at Cape i really love that
1: yeah so that, that is very important I, I agree with you on 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 COVID. it has it has played it's obviously the the downside the negative side yeah. but it's also built generally for people on a digital front now um you know we've been forced to spend a lot of time online and it gets given access to areas that we probably would not have been able to go to uh, we see that quite a lot in our hackathons that there's new fresh people that are coming in. Uh, there's a lot of new faces that are coming through. There's people from remote areas that, I mean, some people are from different, uh, you know, places that we don't know, we didn't know about and they come through, they, they take part and want to be part of this thing. So that's has been, has been quite great. It's really exciting uh, once things are settled down, uh, to then link up the, the virtual, t- the on ground. And activities and yeah, uh, and exciting times ahead.
0: What more do you think could role players be doing in the industry that they're not doing now? Um, in in the sense of developing tech talent in the country.
1: I think it's also a matter of not always going to the same places. Um, sometimes it's a matter of uh, because I know Mbali and I know Mbali's crew. Um, I think that's where the only talent can be found. You know. Uh, so that becomes, um, they don't get to explore other things. So that's one area in terms of diversifying, spreading their wings a little bit. And I think industry in general um, has a massive role to play in terms of the uptake of young people. It's not always possible, and um, I understand that part, but there are things that they can do. For example, um all the past years... Um, some companies would, would say look we might not be able to offer anything uh but yeah. we can offer time we can offer mentors you know in terms of knowledge uh sharing knowledge transfer uh we can offer that um as some organizations go a bit and say okay we can offer some bit of devices and um, and access to resources as well so it's just opening up in terms of uh offering that kind of support to the tech community and i think there just needs to be a little bit of closeness and yeah. The more we engage as as young people, the more we engage with industry. The more we sort of like um aware of what they're thinking. We are aware of what they're looking for. You know, as as a young person, especially in university, you know, you're only focusing one direction. Uh, Where else? If you start into interact interacting with the industry, they open your minds to like oh so this is what you mean by soft skills um, this is what you mean by how I should prepare my interview this way uh, this is how you do documentation and a whole bunch of other things you know um, it opens the person's mind so I think that's just a bit of more what, what needs to be done uh, but it's been good to see some organisations start doing that uh, it's been good to see some organization come close to to the community um, even offering say where can we help uh, we've seen a lot uh, from our end, where a lot of companies are saying, okay, cool, we are available. Let us know when you need a bit of assistance.
0: Basically, did you
1: want to say something? Yeah, I wanted to say a little bit in terms of, um, I guess even the government can play a role. <laughs> Having the, the, the right people leading initiatives, um, that's that's going to be um, a big play, uh, role to play, you know, um, awesome. providing the necessary resources, because there's a lot that, that can still be done. You know, uh, it's one thing saying that devices are available, but are the teachers properly equipped to, share yeah, the knowledge, you know, are they finding ways of making oh. things exciting? But I think we should also not overburden the, the industry, I um, mean the government, we should also say, okay, government, how can we help you? Um, how can yeah. we make that burden of yours a little bit easier? Um so once there's that 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 openness in terms of easier communication between government and uh, general tech community, I think things things will move a lot a lot better.
0: But is there currently is there um very easy communication in your opinion between Um, the industry and government are you able to have access to say okay this is what we need or this is what we can help with we can come to the party with is the channel of communication open between you guys and the government i
1: think from a geek culture side um it is it is it is there it is is, that communication is there also from other industry it is there it just obviously needs to be almost like more people, I don't know, a platform where more people cannot just talk, 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 but also share their ideas and, and ways forward. So there just need to be a lot, a lot more closer collaboration, closer working with the government in terms of helping, uh, because there's a lot of things that even young people in the tech space can actually do to make, to make the processes much better, to make service delivery much better. It's just a matter of, yeah. I guess, also the government having a little bit of faith in, in us, especially young people, uh, providing the resources that are needed. But we also need to also be able to just approach them and say, guys, we think one two three can be done, and um, so have a much more open channel. I think there's youth ICT now is just one way of one organisation that's up in terms of linking up the young people with the government. That's just one way of it, and um, that's yeah. currently happening. So you just you just need we just need more of those channels.
0: I, I know that gay culture is 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 quite helpful when it comes to basically spreading information about opportunities that are there for tech talent to. Yeah. basically develop themselves. What I want to ask from you is that what do you think that the tech talent themselves can do to position themselves with opportunities that you guys share that are available in the industry? So what can I do as a person who is basically um, the, the talent in the tech space to be able to position myself? better
1: for opportunities? Um, I guess I can, let me just maybe break down the opportunities into two folds. Uh, one is opportunity from a, a job placement or career placement and the other one opportunities from a business side of things. So opportunity from a job front. Uh, it's great to be in a in academic institution but you must also remember you're competing against ten, fifty thousand 50,000 other young people, you know, Um and at the end of the day they might be looking for two, three people. So you must just mm-hmm. keep that in mind. So the big question is what's going to make you stand out? having the transcript that can record is great but what else have you done extra do you have a portfolio that can demonstrate your work so if you say you're a web developer do you actually have a website if you're an app developer can you show us that you build uh particular apps if you say you are skilled in i don't know python um you know it's great to say you're skilled you've got a certification and everything but do you have a particular project that you can demonstrate that Using that particular skill. And I think that's what needs to, 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 to happen in terms of positioning yourself for that kind of opportunity because they will obviously, yes, look at your academic records and everything. Uh, okay. but when you say I have Java 60% or 80%, whatever, and someone says I oh, have don't have a red academic record but here's a project that I've actually done sometimes it will shift to the person who's got something documented a uh, project that they can show so just prepare yourself uh, in terms of being ready for the opportunity learn learn on your own I mean we've got Twitter now the new Google uh, follow the right mm-hmm. people know what's going on in the industry I mean you can't say you're going for a particular company and you know nothing about that company it means you're not so prepared so you just need to do a bit of research and social media has opened up, you know, uh, you are able to talk to the director of whatever organization, you're able to talk to someone else from whatever organization, get insights. So those who do that, I think will have an upper hand uh, over those who are highly dependent on I'm going to pass and then I'm going to just apply and hope that someone finds me. Uh, join wow. communities. There's a lot of tech communities. Take part in hackathons, test your skills, network. Uh, just keep yourself active. Um, that's for someone who's looking for a job, uh, but for someone who's looking for business opportunities and tax base, There's actually quite a lot of those opportunities and I think something that we struggled with we learned the hard way Growing I mean starting as geek arts was making sure you have the right documentation in place uh, making sure you know how to, to you know take care of the legal side of business, um, that, that helps, uh, but that also closes opportunities. So, for example, you cannot do anything with the government if your documentation is not in order. You cannot do anything with most big companies if you are not in the supply chain database. And to do that, you have to have the right documentation. You cannot say you're a web developer or whatever it is, and someone is looking for your work and you don't have something like a portfolio to show them your previous work. So it means you, you're not really prepared for that opportunity, you know, and then things will pass you by. Uh, but also you need to position yourself by, you know, following the right people, networking with the right people, hearing the right conversations. Um, and I I like, I like what's happening in the, in the tech, in the ZA tech space now where tips are being shared, you know, ideas. I mean, what people are going through, they're sharing. So by listening to those things and, and taking notes and, and then go refining your stuff from a, From a job hunting side of things to a a business searching side of things. Um, Once you're prepared, um, you will definitely be in the right place. And and I think as, as, as techies, um, we are very stuck in mostly in front of our laptops, in our little corners. Um, Go out there and network. Sometimes it even helps not network with tech people, you know, network with people from marketing, from business, designers, uh, network people in the accounting space, you know, open your mind to different things. um, But you'll be surprised that by doing that, someone who's a dentist is looking for a website, there's an opportunity for you, you know, uh, whereas you're not going to find it if you are stuck only just in the tech space and network space.
0: Interesting, interesting. I really love that um, you it. that. I want to get into basically um, gay cultures programs. You have a program um, called, I think it's called, The I get it. Yes. Um, it's aimed specifically at um, the development of, of uh, women and and young yeah. girls in tech and someone might say yeah. that um this leaves the boy child behind since we see a lot of those um in the industry like girl code and other programs that are aimed specifically at girls in the tech space so what would you say to that to someone who says that um the boy child is being left behind
1: so yes um we, we do need to i mean we've seen a lot in the tech space whenever we see registrations there's always very few uh females in the space on average there's like 25 yeah. uh, of, percent of of the audience or the attendees or people taking part is, is, is females and that's not even close to half uh, we probably want to achieve half now uh, but is that still very far you know 25 if it was at least 45 uh 40 that would have been better and uh, so there obviously needs to be more attention or more noise around it, uh, and more understanding and finding ways of how do we bring more um, young ladies into that space Uh, but that does not mean uh, you completely exclude um, the boy child you know Uh, because if you're not including them they will find other things to keep them busy and sometimes it's not always going to be a good thing so if you can find ways of including them that 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 is important um to, to to polish their skills but also give the, the good treatment to the ladies as well so it is it is a, a tricky one in terms of uh how is its, it's, it's approach you know someone will be like but why would you want to give the, the boy child the opportunity when he has uh, but sometimes that very same boy child might not even know about the opportunity um oh. you know, so give give them the opportunity to rather reject the opportunity uh, but also at the same time, see how do you nurture, um, the girl chart. Eventually, the dream is to have a, uh, an equal playing field where it's no longer like you're a male, you're a female, but it's like, how good are you at what you're doing? Uh, can you demonstrate? And what I've seen over the years is there's a lot of, of young ladies who are brilliant at what they do. I uh, you know they are very skilled at it. So, uh, sometimes our approach is not too much of you're a male, you're a female. It's about here's an opportunity. We want you to grab this opportunity. And if we see that there's very few young ladies, we find ways of how do you attract more young ladies to see the opportunity? Yeah. Um, how do you also then give them the opportunity? We know that in a room, um, most likely a guy will stand up and say, but we then say, okay, you can be in the room. Uh, but how do we then build the confidence of, of the, the, the young lady to feel like I am not in a, uncomfortable space i am not uh, in a space that i'm not welcome but also at the same time you also need to just then treat the whole room as we're not trying to uplift you only we want to make sure that we are all on par we all have the same skill set so if someone is lagging behind we uplift them as an individual not too much about you are this and this. so it's, it's a tricky one uh, but it's also a bit of a it sounds also confusing at times like why this and why that so uh, personally I believe you know give equal opportunities those who grab the opportunities let them run with it your, your main role is to make sure that everybody gets to see the opportunity uh, everybody feels like no, they're not intimidated in that particular space that are in that yeah. they can grab the opportunity.
0: I really love that. I'm not sure how to phrase this. this, this I've seen um, a lot of opportunities online that are aimed at women that I feel like they are, like the way it is phrased that we want women in the space, it seems very, like the only reason that we're going for you is because you are a woman. You know, it yeah. places no importance on, on, on my skill. It places no importance in, in, in the kind of value that I can bring to the project. It, it, it seems like basically we just Facing value on the fact that you're a woman. We just want to fill a quota of a number of women that we must have at our, our institution or whatever. And I, I feel like I want to ask, like, how do we balance making sure that women have opportunities but also just valuing the kind of, of, of skill they bring, and not necessarily just leaving it it at your woman come through. Yeah, I, yeah,
1: I get it. So I think the the, the best approach. Uh, obviously, there's probably a whole bunch of approaches, but I think the best one is from what I've I've heard from the discussions I've heard with I've heard with um, a lot of um, young ladies. It's a matter of we don't feel invited, we don't feel welcomed. Um, you know, it's almost like we sit at a local and we don't know what to do. Uh, we don't yeah. know how to address ourselves, you know. Uh, if it, it, um, the, the guy baits this uh, macho space type of thing, um, and, and it makes ladies either uncomfortable, next makes them intimidated or something like that. So you have to approach that, okay, firstly, great environment is welcoming to everybody. Um, So the environment should welcome you as an individual, not because of a particular sex or whatever it might be, or gender, or whatever it might be, right? Come into a space, when you walk into the tech room, we shouldn't say, okay, on this corner, ladies, please come and sit here, because we want to uh, greet you loud or something. And it's like, guys, there's chairs here, please sit. Um, And it'll be like, okay, we have a facilitator. The facilitator is, here's an opportunity to facilitate. It's not too much about you're a female, so that we can say we had a female facilitator, but it's a matter of we actually are very good at what you're doing. Uh, Let's give it to you. Uh, You're So sometimes you do have to obviously bring in You know how people really relate to people that they can, you know how people work closer or are welcoming to people that they can relate to. So if you see guys only, it almost feels like, ah, this is another Father Christmas activity, you know? (laughs) But if if you see representation of of females, it's like, ah, I actually like what she's doing. Uh, That motivates. So you can relate to. So it goes back to that entertainment thing that I said, we we need role models. So the more we see more young ladies standing up and talking, I think that will open up the space. Uh, But also at the same time, uh it should be about okay now we're in the room let's all have the equal opportunities if someone is struggling we help them not cause they are this and that but because they're struggling with this particular topic whatever it might be Uh, and we upskill everybody equally you know but i think the moment we create a, a welcoming environment we create a an equal environment where it's safe to be whoever you want to be um, things will, will move a little bit better and and we just need to i know i've been saying this a lot but we just need to collaborate as well um even the different female organizations you know um they need to collaborate um and we need to also it, it's always weird to, to at times you know like should i go to that invite event because i'm a guy uh, or be welcomed and you know, it almost feels like no you can't come but i yeah. think as guys we also need to raise our hands it's okay i know this is a female organized event but i am raising my hand i want to help where can i help uh do you want yeah. me to come in and, and pick up the glasses i'll do that is there anything you want me to facilitate on i'll do that you know it, it, it's just a matter of guys need to to step up as well and just uh, just support uh, where they can uh, but also just the ladies just need to open up to us a little bit and say yes you can come in and help out and once yeah. we have something that we'll, we'll get there <laughs> there's still going to be a lot of work but um, we'll get there I mean this is brilliant I love what you guys are doing with your, with your podcast I, I listen to it and for me it's not even about this is a female led podcast it's like this is a brilliant podcast um, the, yeah. the artwork is brilliant you know um, they, they bring in the different speakers. so it's not uh two ladies it's like firstly is this is actually great content and um, then if you really want to uh you can say yes there's two ladies but it's first this is great content uh, and that's where it, it, it should even actually stop
0: thank you so much for saying that lastly okay i don't want to say lastly because the question could still pop up at the back of my head right now what challenges does gay culture face today that like, what are some of the challenges that you guys still face today <laughs>
1: <laughs> we yeah that's right. like <laughs> we face we face um we face um a lot of challenges probably not the same as anyone starting anyone in the who's moving uh, simply because sometimes we we hear what challenges people are facing you're like i don't know you're okay that's nothing uh because we've also gone through that but uh, i think the more you progress in anything um you know the more challenges you face so there's a lot that we face for example we are growing our team right so it's on on its own is you definitely are learning how to to manage a team um and and to make sure that you get the best out of a team so it's not only just about i'm um, focusing on area but i am expanding to different areas so that on its own is challenges because it's each for example in each province there's different challenges that you have to face you know there's there's different approaches um you you, you think that you've got the you're working with clients and you understand clients <laughs> um <laughs> they still they still um make life uh, very very challenging and and difficult at times you know but also i think one of the challenges is the expectations from the community and sometimes it's um there's obviously a certain expectation from the community and you cannot always deliver to everybody um as much as you want you cannot always you know answer everybody's uh requests you cannot always provide to everybody resources is another one um the more you grow um you know the more resources you need to do a whole bunch of things so We we still face quite a number of challenges. Uh, We still have lots of sleepless nights, uh, lots of uh, you know roller coaster days. Uh, So, uh, (laughs) but I think what keeps us going is we understand why we started. Uh, We understand why we're doing what we're doing. So that keeps us uh, going quite a lot.
0: Um, as a closing, I would like to. Um, what are your final thoughts on the topic we just had on tech on, on, on tech talent development in south africa on um basically the talent themselves and the role players what could be your final thoughts on this topic
1: i think south africa definitely has the talent i think south africa is growing in terms of the the appetite there's there's obviously a lot of, a lot of work uh, there's a lot of we shouldn't be down looking uh, looking down at each other you know uh, we should be uplifting each other uh, we should continue to share opportunities where we can um you know we should be able to support each other i think that another want to support each other it shouldn't be a matter of uh, I want this one to fail if you see someone doing great you just put it out if it's that's two likes it's fine someone else gets to see it so that's there needs to be there but I also think the essay tech space and um, especially those from university we are generally they're being done in injustice in terms of soft skills um, and yeah. there's a lots of heavy focus on technical technical and then next thing a person doesn't know how to transition into the workspace you know and um, they don't know how to handle simple things in the workspace and that's also another setback when they get there uh, or else if you have soft skills be introduced you know you get to, uh, to know how to maneuver around you get to know how to handle situ- certain situations conflicts at work it's things that we, we no one really tells you or teaches you about just so like I ah, just go in there and burn you find out on your own so those type of things you know um, we we just I think the tech space, especially amongst young people, need to learn that it's not just about building the product. It's about building the product for a particular audience. Um, you need to know your audience is there. You need to know that your audience is willing to to take up your product. You don't want to spend months weeks or whatever it might be building something that no one's ever going to use and selling i think it goes back to challenges that geekarch is facing i think one of the things that we definitely are learning a lot is selling Um, so you know it's not just about well the technical stuff it's about how do we sell this thing how do i push this thing
0: thank you thank you so so much michelle for coming through um, we really appreciate you spending your time with us and just sharing um, your thoughts uh, with us. We really found it valuable. Uh, so you heard it, guys. You need to share, collaborate more. You need to support each other and don't look down on each other. Um, thank you so much, Michelle, for coming through.
1: All right. Thanks. Thanks all for having me I really enjoyed it.